<laughs> Welcome to the Let It Bleed podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. Now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. You know, I just noticed something that is interesting about the uh, that intro there because I, I was thinking, oh shit, we kind of mentioned about having uh, some kind of guest or something like that, but conjuring the essence of interesting people. What if that's just us pretending to be interesting people? That's pretty much the basis of this show. Can we pretend like yeah. that's why we did it that way? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm in. Fuck it then. That's why we did it that way. What are you talking about? That is exactly why we did it that way. Yeah. We don't always have guests on the show, but we conjure their essence as well as everybody that's cool in the whole entire world's essence. And yeah. And just, it, yeah, just, just bring it all <laughs> in. Okay. No, I, I like that. I like that. And I was going to make a, a super comic booky reference, but I don't think anybody would understand that one. So I'm just going <laughs> to say, you know what? We'll cut all this out that people will never know. Comic books, man. You were like into comic books growing up, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've read oh, shitloads of Marvel comics. Like, right. I know so much of that, like, world and lore, like, in and out, and it's constantly growing. And yeah, no, I mean, there are very few people that I've met, like, just, you know, not at like a, a Comic Con or something right. specifically about that, 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 that has have that been much? able to, like, keep up with me on, on this kind of stuff. Interesting. It's, uh, you know, I don't know if it's something to brag about, but uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm no, going to go ahead and do it. See, I, I was into this shit before it was cool. Yeah. No, it's interesting because, I mean, I was definitely into comics, but I didn't really read them. I was into collecting them because it was cool to just go and, you know, and it was only for like certain periods of time, like when I got into them. That's just how I have always been. Like, I've never been like constantly on one thing forever i kind of hop from hobby to hobby and, and just like write out whatever burst of passion i get for that sort of thing um and so i would collect like toys and stuff i liked a lot of toys and i, I liked the idea of the comics and everything but i didn't mm -hmm. really like read especially when it kept, got into so many different things like you know like your guardians of the galaxy i would have never even known that was a comic well that's until it came that's out completely the understandable they yeah. were like fucking d lists like they were really scraping the bottom of the barrel with right. uh, guardians of the galaxy and then they just turned it into this gigantic right. thing where it was really nobody before, you know? Oh, I yeah. mean, who could you name? Really, before the Iron Man, like, I mean, really, did people in general know you who You might Iron know Man who was? they were, but you definitely didn't have a story that way. And you didn't have, yeah. like, you didn't have, like, really the interest in finding out who Iron Man was. You're like, okay, that's just like a fucking robot. You know, you really had to paint that picture and make it, you know, kind of understanding just, the nuance, like the, right. the the depth at which these characters are written. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that, like, there was so much of it that mm -hmm. was, you know, before then. I would say, from uh, let's see, I know I started reading comics and getting into them. Like, you could see me like as Spider Man at like six years old or something. And I want to say it was around there, but it was kind of like a, a superficial, you know, oh, little kids like comics. That's like a thing we're supposed to do. And then having like a, you know, like an X-Men video game or some shit like that, you know, just all of that stuff tying in and understanding the, the world through that and seeing the cartoons of it and stuff like that. And then I want to say it was about, probably it died out about, you know, 12 or something like that. But I'm like, oh, that's just not cool. Yeah. And then as I like started to like bring it back around like 15 or 16 when I was like, wait, why the fuck am I so worried about being cool? I, uh, I discovered that you can actually torrent comics. 
And so from there, I just started just diving in and going, okay, like what's all the cool ones and like looking stuff up and, and just downloading those and then being able to read comics like that too. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. And so that's how I kind of really, you know, got into it. Plus there's all the supplementary, you know, media that goes along with it. There's been tons of video games that are about, you know, Marvel characters and stuff like that, uh, TV shows and movies. And so all that together kind of paints a picture. Right. And I was always like... Okay, if I didn't know something, like I didn't know who somebody was, or I didn't know like a detail, or like, oh, who do they mean when they say that? Um, you know, I would look it up. Wow. I would go, okay, so this is like, this is. So you were a fucking person. nerd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed, really. Yeah. I, I treat a lot of things that way. But that was probably one of the first ones that I ever like was like, okay, this needs to go there and that's there. Okay. I'm I think it's cooler here. than ever to be a nerd right now, though. Oh, obviously. 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely cool because, like, and, and it's not like something to be you know to hide behind people are less and less becoming like ashamed of it and you know just embracing whatever interests you know that spark their you know well, their fancy now Completely. yeah i, I mean i've been i've gone back and i've kind of just said fuck that to all of you know pretty much caring about any what anybody else thinks about what i like you know and so i've been watching yeah. way too many cartoons oh yeah and way you know and getting into comics myself too Dude, and like great cartoons out there yeah, yeah. in comics though I mean, there are some fucking like you got. I I'm just now realizing like how big the world of graphic novels are outside of you know superheroes. Yeah, outside of Marvel and DC, outside there's of, tons of really cool stuff. Yeah, like there's the um, I'm reading Mobius right now. So Jardowski and Mobius, and it's the Incal, which you've talked about before. Yeah, yeah, and they I I read the World of Adina, which was a series of different comics that he'd come out with, and it's like French. He's a, Mobius was sort of Jean Girard. Not to be mistaken with, uh, what's it called? Jean Girard uh, from Girard from um, Talladega Nights. Most people every time oh, they say that, oh, Jean Girard, okay. they're like, they always go and this like, <laughs> they make some reference from that show and it's can not I, him. Can I also just double down on my nerd cred here? And I says like, Jean Valjean? Is that what you mean? Okay. No. So yeah. No. Who's who's on, who's Jean Valjean? Oh, oh that, no, that's a musical theater reference. That's also another... Oh, nerdy ash. That's Les Mis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do not. I've never seen Les Mis. Somebody get like scolded me just last week for never have seen that. Oh, it's a great. But his comics are fucking dope. And I mean, you start to realize that like most of science fiction stories have like come from like stemmed from these fucking original stories and mm -hmm. these concepts that have come out in these books that were like written in the seventies and the eighties. You know, yeah. so many things like Fifth Element. Um, and you know just design wise it just really takes you to this other place you know and mm -hmm. i've been getting just so in, in just so into them you know mm -hmm. and it's um been pretty fucking awesome yeah so yeah those are those are fucking good there's there's a there's a handful of good ones the, the one i'm thinking of right now that was actually really cool which they made into a series is called happy so i didn't read the uh i didn't read the comic but i did see the series and it's a it's like a super it is kind of okay it's really comic booky like the show it's a, like a grizzled, you know, just alcoholic, kind of washed out detective, and his daughter gets kidnapped. And he, her, his daughter's imaginary friend, like, comes to him. And so, and, like, helps him, like, try to find her and stuff. And so, it's this guy walking around, just, like, super hard, like, very Sin City-esque, you know? With but this he's little got, tiny ass But he's got a flying, like, donkey unicorn thing. That's voiced oh, by Pat Oswald. Fuck named yes. Happy. Yes. And it's pretty fucking cool. I like cool, that man. shit. That's cool. And it's a show now, you're saying? Yeah, it's a show. That's, and that's coming, it came from a comic book. Yeah. Called and, Happy. Okay, I have yeah, to check so that out. Yeah, so we put that on. And then she was like, we were looking at like the comic, like some of the panels and the images, like from the 
from the comics like we were looking them up and then watching the show we're just like oh shit this is really fucking cool mm-hmm. so that yeah that shit was dope man i'll have to check that out yeah i'm getting more into it and especially because it's something that will help me i think in trying to like at least get the basic idea of what i want out there it's like the most practical thing for you to try to like get your style mm-hmm. and your and your writing out there because like i had always you know wanted to write stories and writing a book just seems like such a crazy like you know thing to invest time into with all the other mm-hmm. things that i'm doing and i have all these ideas i just have too many of them and i i thought like what if i just made like you know a graphic novel you know a mm-hmm. fucking storybook for like whatever little stories i come out with and then that way you have you know instead of because otherwise animation is another thing you know you mm-hmm. want to do but if you have that then you have other people to like know what the fuck you're trying to say mm-hmm. and then they can make it happen they yeah. can make like a movie whether it's a you know a film or a book or a fucking cartoon you can make it happen because now like okay i see what you're saying it's just like the next you know it's fucking dope <laughs> what, what i've always liked with uh you know that's helped inspire me with with creative things is to look outside of the medium that i'm trying to create for Right. You know? So it's like, oh, if I'm looking to create something that's about this, I want to look at stuff that's completely different, like a whole other genre so to like, like find what, inspiration what's an and stuff like then? that. Like, and I'm trying to I'm trying to riff an example because we're just we're right. just shooting the shit. I cannot think of one I see what right now off though. the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you were, you know, like if you were making if you're, you know, you're stuck, you're, you're a music producer, you're trying to make you're trying to make a song or something like that, like just sampling uh Say you're like a you're a hip hop artist, like sampling like some fucking opera or some shit like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Just just kind of just look just get out abstract there to find know? something. Yeah, just that. Yeah, that inspires you because essentially it's all storytelling. You know, there is one creativity and art is you know at a baseline, they all do have at least one thing in common, and so being able to find that and and bring it together and yeah. wrap all of the the essence of all these different things. It's kind of like using a, a, a pairing that. that you've never that is not frequently used or probably never used really at all. You know, it's just like all of these different things are available now, and like you know, s- certain things get popular because you know, and then they get tried, they get worn out, and yeah. then now it's time for somebody. They're, they're, everybody's a, waiting for something fresh. You know, something. I had a lavender and matcha ice cream uh, <laughs> like a month ago, and that was great. You know, You're just right. weird shit, man. Yeah lavender matcha ice cream yeah was it from fucking midori matcha or whatever no it was from uh salt and straw mm. in san francisco okay because they just opened yeah, that up that place is bomb they just opened up like this little one over right next to the gallery with the it's got like matcha like ice cream and um obviously matcha teas and stuff like that yeah I mean, I didn't realize how much I liked uh, matcha, but matcha's some good shit. Dude, yeah. I was on matcha for a good while. I have, I need to like re-up on my tea because I've been just drinking the green teas, the yerba mates. Mm-hmm. That shit fucking, um, those will definitely fucking get you going. You know, they got a good amount of caffeine and it's just so much better than coffee, oh, okay. you know, for your stomach. I was like, like going like out a direction or like, no, energized, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, that well, they just have a good, a good amount of caffeine, but it's like, you know, much... It, it for some reason actually works like coffee. I maybe it's just you know mentally too, like you get too used to something and it just stops working as much, or you stop feeling that it works as much. Yeah. Coffee was just not doing really anything other than fuck my stomach up. So yeah. I had to switch over, and I had matcha. I got I ordered it online, and it was like thirty five bucks for this tin that lasted forever. Like you know, it was definitely a, a good way to go, and nice. it had like these lions lions mane mushrooms in them. Um, that shit just made you like 
ready for the day. You know, you do that on your way to lion's work. Lion's mane's mushrooms. It's called lion's mane shroom. Like that sounds like some shit I would want to just try. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's not psychedelic whatsoever. Oh, no, no, no. But I mean, like that just sounds like, oh man, that's just going to like get me fucking pumped. Just to right? name it. Just know? like you're ready. And, and just, the, just name your breakfast. Like you know? that can give you a little bit of energy somehow. Right. Yeah. And it was, it was good. So I got on the matcha thing and just some places though, I noticed like either put too much sugar or like they add, you know, they have, they only serve it with like as lattes, you know, and I don't like to get it with milk at all. Uh I just like to get it with the, just the tea and the water. And, uh, yeah. So like you just gotta, I guess depends where you go. Cause sometimes Mm -hmm. it could be just, you know, not as good for you as you might think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know nearly enough about it. I just kind of take everybody's word for it. I go, mm. oh, okay, it's got matcha. That must be good for me. So you this know? is, you know, the guy talking about that had two double deckers from Taco Bell earlier too, and uh, fucking, yes. you know, yeah, talks about Burger King and eating full boxes of pizzas on the regular. So my health advice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> probably not or that- me paying attention to like what's good about it is not necessarily, you know. It doesn't really mean anything. At least you know that you're, you know, it's, it's like you're you're aware of it. You're conscious. You know, but that's that like the worst thing too. Decision. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that says that says more about your own like my you know, discipline. It's just yeah, like your own self discipline. Like, it just got lost somewhere. I used to have such great discipline, and then it just like for some reason it's like nope. I, I don't know. It's got to be some sort of lesson for me to learn and to for all the people that I like always said like I don't understand how these people can do this or that. Well, at least <laughs> at least like, you're not one of those people who's like, oh yeah, I have you know I eat a salad every day. They're like, yeah, They're like yeah, macaroni salad. Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 that's not. That, oh yeah, that no, I know what's good and what's bad for you. Like I know how to go work out and like I don't need a trainer or anything like that. The only thing I need is like a mental. Uh, support trainer like somebody to just say hey it's worth so it. a trainer so yeah That's like basically but like you know as far as technique or anything like that goes but but it can't be here's the thing with like the reverse psychology it's like the way that you want to just take something completely opposite like my brain just has this thing that's like you know if, if a trainer is there doing his job and trying to train me i don't want to listen to him <laughs> at all like i just don't want so to so you fuck just totally it. undid all of that wrestling like mentality basically it was it, well, it's like i didn't do anything it just left it just like was like it just poof. gone and yeah this whole other side just came out it's like you know what i'm gonna go this i just lost interest you know i, I hop around from thing to thing so much damn and so i just get into stuff like I, like art i've only been into really like at the level of what i'm doing for you know a couple of years yeah and it was music before then yeah and then and it was, you know, it's been just, so, and then before then, like a lot of outdoors, you know, climbing a lot, um, hiking all the time. And mm-hmm. I'm really glad I get to finally just fucking take off today right after this and go up to Big Sur by well, myself. Let's talk and, about that, yeah. man, because that's, that's fucking dope. So what's your plan for today? Why are we doing this so early? Why are we, are we here at this moment <laughs> on a up. Monday? Partially my fault because I'm going to New York tomorrow, but. Well, it worked what? out. So, you know, I don't get many days off consecutively, at least, to really get to go out and do stuff that I love doing, you know, and uh, living in this world, wanting to do fucking awesome things and doing awesome things with your friends, you know, like you really realize how much you how little free time to yourself that you get, you know, like even when I go off and do all these fun things, you know, I'm usually doing them in a pretty rushed, you know, manner and I'm usually doing them with other people, you know, and it's great, you know, obviously doing awesome things with other people is always a great time, but you do, or at least I do, I need these little, these little moments where I can go off and just kind of escape and just be by myself to reflect and, you know, just kind of sort a bunch of things out. And it just, 
was awarded to me. I have the long last work week next week. So they switched my schedule. They're like, we're giving you Tuesday and Wednesday off. And today's my normal day off. So I said, let's go in somewhere. And it wasn't even like really a question. It was, you know, where to go. It was just kind of in the back or, you know, corner of my mind. There was just like Big Sur like calling me for some reason. Mm -hmm. So I I assumed that that's where I'm going. But I really don't have a set plan. I'm just going to go up after this. We're going to drive up there and you know, see where I can kind of pull over and fall asleep because, you know, I'm not even, I don't have any sort of reservations for campgrounds or whatnot. I'm just going by myself and yeah. just going to wing it. So that's fucking dope. Man. Yeah. You know, and I know you used to do this a lot. Yeah. I remember the last time you did. And, and, you know, I'm sure for you even, it's like, oh man, that, that, that call of the wild, you know, that, uh, yeah. you know, that Emil Hirsch shit. Oh, I'm going to go do some stupid shit. Like, cause people won't do, you know, don't want to take the time. Well, you don't always have the time too mm. to really get off and like go and be like a little kid in the woods. Like just go and just find a place out there and just fucking just chill, you know, mm. break some branches, you know, or like, you know, not like destroy shit, but just like, you know, like throw some rocks into some water. There, fucking there's a uh, like a proper some intangible property to all that that mm. really i don't know it just it resets you refreshes you and to me like i understand that like a little bit but i, I gotta imagine that certain people you know maybe it's a maybe it's a sign thing or something like that but like they you know you know seeing how much it like it works for you, you right know, that's always cool man yeah yeah it's uh it's gonna be cool and then i'm gonna come back and just go right into fucking working a long ass week because we have our a special event uh, going on for private collectors and stuff. And it's like usually a big deal and it's here this year. And it's cool though. Cause Sunday um, we're going to have a brunch with uh, Eric Goldberg, legendary animator for Disney and, you know, Warner brothers and pretty mm-hmm. much everything. He'll be there like doing some dope ass shit. So I get to check that out and watch him. And that's always really awesome. Cool, man. Yeah. What? That's, that's dope, man. Well, best of luck to you on all that. Thank you very yeah. much. What about you? What are you going to be going? You're going to New York for what? Yes. Well, I talked about it a little bit last week, but uh, I'm heading up to uh, up to Midtown Manhattan and uh, going to the ha- the Hayden Planetarium. Okay. To show That's off, right. uh, show off some Starlink. You know. Oh, and you know we didn't get it to last week because I was going to say like, oh yeah, Starlink is this you know this cool game that we're making. It's uh you know it's for the Switch and the Xbox and it's actually it's a it's like a you know like spaceship fighting stuff okay and so you go you can be in space or you can like go down to a planet and the combat in it is very very fluid but what's cool about it is that when you're playing you actually when you get the game you get a physical ship with a pilot and stuff like that that actually attaches to your controller and so you're playing and you've actually got the thing in front of you like that and what you can do is you can actually you get multiple weapons and stuff like that other types of Wings, other ships, other pilots, stuff like that. And on the fly, you can actually swap things out. So if you're fighting and there's a, you know, you've got a, a you know, two fire guns, something like that, and you run into a bunch of fire enemies who you can't hit, you can switch to like the, the ice weapons. And then you can start doing double damage to them and stuff like that on the fly. And so it's a very, it's a very cool concept. And, um, you know, one of the kind of neatest things about it for me was that it looks and feels a lot like the game Star Fox. That was originally for the Nintendo 64 and the Super Nintendo and stuff like that. Cool. Who our dear friend Kevin is, uh, you know, yeah. taking the moniker of. Yeah. And then we actually announced that we've actually been working with Nintendo and we put Star Fox into this game. And so you can play as Star Fox kind of going through all this. And that kind of segued into, oh man, I was going to say all this last week. And then I realized you don't 
know much about that. Not and yet. And you've been asking questions about gaming. Yeah. So I mean, where where have you where have you landed on that? You know, <laughs> I know I posted something on your Facebook for a minute, but yeah, at the moment it's uh it has not really started yet because I don't have the the means right now to actually afford one of those systems just yet. But um, you know, I'm willing to go to people's houses and play mm-hmm. and do that kind of thing. I just honestly haven't found the time. Like I really you know, want to do it just because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's a, one of many different things that, you know, I could or should be doing. And like, it's probably not the, not up there, the things I have to be doing right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It should always be a, you know, cause I have a, a feeling I'm going to get sucked into it. Like I have a feeling once I start, I'm just going to, like I do with most things, I'm just going to just dive right in, you know? And yes, and that's kind of my... I saw whatever fucking Wing did. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of fucking nuts, man. I don't know. Maybe like maybe I've been supposed to stay away from video games for a reason. <laughs> a lot of that was the, it was the competitive element to it, too. But, but isn't that but, the, what's the case is with all games? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say there is... It's actually... It's got a term. It's called gamification of stuff. Okay. And it's the, you know, it's the, it's the like, incremental improvement of things to kind of get you locked into that. Okay. So, like, you know, for Everwing, for example. Right. As you, you know, as you went through and you went on more runs and you got more coins to buy more weapons to go farther in the runs and, and new characters and you got more experience and you leveled up... And then you're collecting all the, uh, you know, the eggs and you're trying to hatch them and the hatches are random. So you're trying to get all those things. That is super, super like Skinner Box gamification stuff right there because there is incremental improvement. So it feels good to like be more powerful and stronger and, you know, okay, if I'm just doing this. Like, that's going to get me there. Like Mario Brothers, they hop on a mushroom and they get fucking powered up. No, this is like, this is different than Mario Brothers. Okay. This is like if you, you know, you hop on a mushroom and then you never got smaller again or something like that. Oh. It's like you're improving, like, your stats, your overall you know, character there. Got and it. so every time you play, you get not just a little bit better because you're better at the game, but you get actual, you know, experience points towards that. Wow. And you see that in different... Um, you know, you see that in a lot of things now because that's they've taken that from, uh, you know, from the video game industry and they've, they've put it into a bunch of different stuff. And so you have things like uh, Waze uses it now where it's like, oh, if you, you have a, you know, an achievement in it, you know, drive 25 miles or report 10 things and stuff like that. And they give you a little flashy little thing. So it's like that fucking Black Mirror fucking episode kind of coming true, right? Because if you have it, it's starting to integrate into like different aspects of life like you're getting awarded and just like you know like, yeah, which, like which one well uh, the one oh, oh, with that, the with the chick at the beginning of season four three or something yeah it was okay the first the, one the or, first one from season four mm-hmm. or three i don't know because there's a lot now i forget the latest one no it's the one before the latest one actually oh. there's a whole other season that came out since that season we're Wait. talking about the one where they're on the phones and they raid each other right yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like okay, yeah, that one. That's either the third or the fourth season. I can't remember, but there's been a whole other season after that. Oh, yeah. There's only there it's is? Like really short though. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I have not. Oh wait, wait, wait. I didn't know that. Shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. My bad. Okay. It's just kind of hard because it's not really sequential. It's just very like you know. Um, I don't think I watched it yet. Each actually. individual episode, so it's the, hard to the say new which one. one came I only first. watched the first one, and I was like, yeah. Um. Oh really? Oh, dude, you gotta watch at least like. See, wait, from which one? The the one with um, 
Not Matt Damon. I call him Meth Damon because oh, yeah. he was in Breaking Bad. That was the last season. That guy. That was the newest season. Yes. I watched that episode. Okay. And I didn't like it that much. Okay. And then I didn't watch the rest of them yet. But that's only kind of because I forgot. Right. You know, it hasn't really been on my mind. Now that you actually reminded me, I'm probably going to go back and watch them now because yeah. I do love that show. They're pretty cool. Yeah. They're, they're all right. The, the okay. last one's kind of interesting too. Uh, okay. It, I, I like it. You know, even if it, some of them may be like a little bit like, yeah, whatever. It, it does totally remind me of just like a new version of The Twilight Zone. You know. Oh yeah, it totally is, and they and they do it well, man. Um, but yeah, what I was saying. So gamification is like a thing that it kind of is designed to suck you in, and there's a whole there. You know, there's that. You know, incremental improvements plus random like drops. Yeah, like a percentage of things. So if you know, oh, there's just like this great weapon that I need for my character, and you're gonna you're gonna keep finding chests, and you're gonna keep running through this thing every day with a chance to unlock this thing. Yeah. And that is the thing. Those two things together are it, it's it kind of encompasses like the it scratches the itch in your brain that kind of also scratches like gambling and stuff like that. Um I don't know exactly all of the science behind it. I know they call it like the uh, the Skinner box, which is a um which is a term for a scientist who who ran an experiment where he had a uh, they had mice and the mice would press a lever and then they would get a treat. And then like every once in a while it would still, it would shock them or something like that. And they basically got them like that feedback response, got them uh, kind of addicted to pushing the lever. Even if like the treat was coming like one and like nine. So you're saying they designed it to be fucking super addicting. I mean, that has become what they kind of are now. But I think, knowing some of that behind it right and acknowledging that too is helpful in curbing that stuff as well i don't know so what I'm I, was, I knew is, that it was fucked up what i was doing and i still fucking kept going and i was like no fuck this yeah that's my warning to you if, yeah. you, if you're really trying to get into this but yeah. the fact is is that like you know there's beautiful i mean it's it's the most time efficient hobby you can have i would say money efficient because if you think about it like if you're spending, let's say you get a game, you spend 60 bucks on it, and then you play it for 100 hours total over the course of like three, four months. Uh, that is less than $1 an hour for your thing. You go to a fucking movie, you pay 15 bucks for an hour and a half. You go to a bar, you know, you spend 50 bucks in three hours and stuff like that. I'm just saying that is also, you know, another way to another way to think about it. It's a high upfront cost, and then you know there's a long time where you can do that. And that being said, a lot of people, like myself included, I will play the same fucking game for years and just get really good at that game. I just really love that game, and so that value to me is always like still yeah, it's more very expensive. Too. It's still more expensive than just kicking it on the stoop with the case of hurricanes, though, with the boys. I and would the girls. say no. No, because yeah, if you're kicking on the stoop with the case of hurricanes, even if the case of hurricanes is seventeen dollars, right? Oh, it is. You're I thought on... it was like cheaper than that. No, no, no. no. Oh. You're kicking on the stoop for seventeen dollars. For how long? Not seventeen hours, you know, not a whole day. That's true. Maybe that's true. Uh, a handful of hours over, you know, over a couple of days and stuff like that. And that's you know, that's a finite thing. It is done Damn. once those are gone. You're playing a game. You can still go back and play games that you got years ago. Stoop kids. You can put five hundred hours into it. You know, you can play World of Warcraft like I did and put fucking thousands of hours into it. Wow. Yeah. Thousands of hours. So you were like the dude uh, on South Park that just like. 
How do you think I learned all this about the addiction of video games? And I'm very careful to warn people about this. Wow. Yeah, no, I am eight years. I just got my eight year chip sober from <laughs> World of Warcraft. So I am. Uh, Wait, you know, is that I'm an actual that. thing? No, it's not. Okay, I was I like, what if they fucking actually have that, dude? No, but they, but they should, though, because that shit gets. <laughs> And that shit gets addicting, man, for I real. Know, it just sounds funny, though. Like, I mean, you know me. I've done a bunch of shit. Things that people get addicted to all the time. People, It's it's, it's crazy. But, like, that is, you know, video games for me have always have been the thing that I have the most. Have you legitimately ruin people's lives, though? Um, Other than the fact that, like, for them personally, they're just not sociable, like, and they kind of, like, you know, just detach themselves from reality or whatever. But, like, the fact that it, like, actually gets them in trouble with work you know, uh, marriages, relationships. I mean, I imagine there's obviously yeah, fucking things. that happens all the time. Yeah, but like to like a devastating point usually or is like it like kind of, I don't know. Um, I'm just, that's I'm just a wondering. good question. I guess if it fucks you up, it fucks you up. Like, know. you know. Because it's not, it's, yeah, it's not like, I'm not saying it's heroin or something like that. Right. You know, it's, it's the, it's the mental addiction. And yeah. literally anything has the like capability of becoming mentally right. addictive. I'm just saying and if it's it a, like, if it, if it's mentally addicted to the point where it gets you, you know, missing work or, you know, you're like just not able to fucking function outside of it, you know, you're just, you know, fucking up on your bills or whatever, then that's when it's problematic. You know? Yeah. And that definitely happens. Yeah. Uh, to what, at what rate though? Right. I don't know. Got it. I can't think of anybody personally who who like i know that that has happened to but i know that that has happened yeah i know it strains some things i think when i get... I mean you can go down a youtube hole of of girlfriends breaking xboxes it's kind of fucking funny really oh yeah they're tired of getting ignored and there's just tons of videos out there on youtube of girls just like recording themselves like taking the xbox out to like the patio taking a baseball bat and smashing it like office space wow yeah it's great you want to kill an afternoon? Go ahead and do that. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. So, the you suggest Xbox though, then, right? Um, I like it personally. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a lot of us bought into a system. You it's know, so almost crazy a decade though ago, how it's like fucking so you're, political you're in that, in that <laughs> ecosystem, and you kind of don't really you get a feel for it. Like there are certain things that like play when I sit down to play PlayStation, like. It just doesn't it's like translate Apple all or the way. Android, you know. Yeah, and, in that and, like an iPhone is is I mean they're functionally super similar, but like you know it just feels different. Things are just in a slightly different place. It yeah, just, the, it doesn't feel right in your hands. It's you very know? distinguishable. There's a certain amount of like muscle memory that comes with it and stuff like that. Yeah, to where even I'm and it's great. Like you know, for example, I'm playing a game on my laptop here. And you see this laptop, it's kind of simple. It's got, you know, light keys. I've got this mouse right here. It looks almost exactly the same as this computer over here behind me, which has a mechanical keyboard and kind of a heavier mouse and stuff like that with a little more buttons. It is starkly different. Oh, How yeah. good I am on this laptop versus that desktop. Really? Yeah. I, I feel I, like I'd be like so much more, for some reason, more efficient on that one. On the laptop? On the computer. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying I am so much better on the computer oh, than I am on this laptop. Got it. I, I thought you said it. I was playing around. literally from uh, today and yesterday. I was playing a game yesterday called For Honor. It's like a kind of like a fighting game, a hybrid fighting game. I was going consistently like, you know, three and eight, you know, four and six. Like I was just doing not bad. Fin or I was doing bad, like finishing, you know, either last on my team or second to last, stuff like that. Like at a, after a few rounds yesterday on this laptop, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. 
And then I ended up, well, I fixed this computer yesterday. I spent a long time kind of fixing it, getting it back up and running. I put it for a little bit today. I was going like nine and one, like, you know, 10 and two and stuff like that. Like it was just crazy how different it is, how much better I am on that thing. And that's just, it's just the muscle memory and the feel, you know, when it comes down to fractions of a second and reaction time and things like that to, uh, you know, to really pull it off. And I'm talking, you know, high level play on a lot of these games. It's, uh, you know, that makes a huge, huge difference. And so jumping from Xbox to PlayStation even, that can fuck you up. That yeah. can fuck you up big time, you know? I would, yeah, it's so it's so weird because, like, I mean, it's always been that way with PlayStation versus N64, you know? Or mm-hmm. they've always had very different things. I never, I when Xbox actually came into play, I was just like, I didn't play video games at all. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's how far back it goes. Yeah. But I, I've kind of noticed that since I've been investigating this, like, you know, it's definitely like split down the middle you get a lot of people that are you know centrists they're like uh-huh. oh you know it's, it depends what you want they get very because they're like you like they play everything <laughs> you know yeah. like you guys like have it all you know but most people i think kind of like you they either can afford or like dedicate enough time to like one one system and they're yeah. like okay we've got we're invested in this game so i got half of my friends telling me go to xbox we'll play this game we'll play mm-hmm. this game and then everybody's like no fuck that playstation 4 get it like you know it's way better it's just crazy like yeah almost fights you know they're, for people oh yeah like whoa no, they have they're they've done a great job at making it like you know it is entrenched here now i am it's like del taco versus taco bell exactly exactly <laughs> you know and i am firmly on team xbox which is also team pc which is what i actually do is i just play on my computer and stuff mm-hmm. like that so those are kind of separate from all of those but yeah no between them i mean they're like really like the specs are slightly different you know the hardware capabilities and things like that that you can do but they are almost you know almost the same they're offering basically the same thing and a lot of it comes down to people tell you oh it comes down to exclusives or like how good the network is and shit like that but really it's just what's the oldest one is it nintendo and and sega i would say nintendo yeah well i mean like atari and stuff like that but atari was a kind of like alone it stood alone right for it by itself i think they're still actually publishing games just not hardware no i'm saying like back then though like they kind of when they first came out they were literally like the first and only thing and then nintendo came out and kind of just like swept them to the side mm-hmm. and then not that long after that sega came out right yes yeah yeah well, and it was, a totally different feel like, you're right like i mean between it was like mario brothers or sonic the hedgehog it's like it's atari, like atari commodore 64 uh nintendo and then i was it super nintendo sega genesis, so there was there was nintendo like super Dreamcast. nintendo sega genesis sega dreamcast no sega Which, saturn Oh, you're right. Sega Saturn, Saturn and then Saturn. Sega Dreamcast. No, Saturn was the answer to Super Nintendo, and then N64 was the answer. Or no, Dreamcast was the answer to N64. I think, if I'm remembering my history yeah, right. Yeah, Dreamcast was the answer to N64, and, and then um, PlayStation came out right around the time on, alone that um, N64 was coming out. Because mm-hmm. we were supposed to get an N64. That's what we wanted. We wanted to play Mario. We were like, this is crazy, you know? Look yeah. At all 3D. Oh, but yeah. my parents, after doing their research or having their friends like like you know, where techies mm-hmm. tell them like, no, trust me, you're gonna want to get them PlayStation. It's gonna, it's definitely gonna be better and, mm-hmm. and get more, you know, like be the game thing and so like that's what they got we're like pissed off at first yeah but then you're playing like tekken 3 and shit and you're just like oh no this is dope <laughs> this yeah. is, you know you could do a lot with uh playstation yeah and after that then then microsoft entered the turn entered the you know player 3 entered you had microsoft going on there and then it's pretty much held there since then you got <sighs> nintendo sony and microsoft all competing kind of for the same uh you know hardware market and then a lot of them backed off started making software stuff like that 
And then that was pretty much it. Nobody else has really tried to compete with them aside from uh, Valve has. So they made a Steam box, which is like a, it's like a system. It's like a tiny computer and you can play um, Steam games, which are, that's like one of the main clients that people use to play video games on their computer. And you can buy things from there. And that's what I was telling you before. Those games are a lot cheaper than like what you'd get at the store and stuff like that. And so they had that, but I don't think it really, really caught fire. Right. Yeah. I haven't really heard much about it in the last couple of years. And so I'm guessing it kind of died out because I mean, Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo are all killing it right now. You know? So Nintendo's doing the Switch and the Wii still. Well, I mean, they had the Wii, like the Wii was their big revival, right? you know, and things were great for them. And then they had the Wii U, which was a complete dud. That uh-huh. did not go well. Uh-huh. And then they had the Switch. Oh, which, they also used to have Nintendo GameCube too, right? Yeah, the GameCube did did all right, you know, kept them in the game. They were still doing it. But I think, I think that was, you know, during the GameCube era was when Xbox was 360 and PlayStation up. 3 kind of overtook them. Uh-huh. Or no, wait. No, that would have been PS2 and Xbox regular. Yeah. And now you've got the Switch, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. And um, I think the Switch is highly, highly competitive. And they found a really great niche in people who are not hardcore. You yeah. Know? That, it seems like that would be more my thing, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. But I do want to like get into like you know shooter games and stuff just to see... like. Just to know how to maneuver things, mm-hmm. you know, to figure like, cause it's so foreign to me. It's like, what is this? <laughs> well, there's, there's so many, there's so many benefits to it. You know, even just playing picking up any game and learning it, there's certain problem solving skills and other like ideas that really just entrench themselves into your, your mind without you even kind of realizing Absolutely. it too. I feel like I'm illiterate. Like I'm a little, I'm a kid that didn't learn how to read. You know? <laughs> like I did. It's like, do you know how to read yeah. boys? Like, do you know how to game? No, I never learned. <laughs> so, Paul never taught me. <laughs> That's kind of what I yeah. feel like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, they, 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 they teach skills that translate well too. You know, yeah. and it, because I've given this lecture so many times, people who are like, oh, video games are, you know, they rot your brain, stuff like that. Just like they said about movies and TV and stuff like that. It's like, no, you can actually learn from stuff. It's crazy. I was watching that Masters of the Universe documentary on, was it Netflix the day? Uh, yeah, yeah, I so think that's like, where I saw it. What is that? Because I am I think He-Man when I see that. Yeah. Masters oh, it is of the He-Man. Universe. Okay. It's He-Man. So actually, I mean, I, I started getting kind of like the history about it a little bit before this documentary it was with the the toys that made us documentary or the series where they went into the whole masters of the Uni- the masters of the universe toy series which that's what it started off as you know we all know it as you know a cartoon or a really shitty movie with Dolph Lundgren yes no that was <laughs> that, one of the greats one of the great shitty ones oh man and so Shit. that's what we remember it as Courtney Cox's best work in my opinion <laughs> but yeah you just you know you totally like remember being a kid and just do by the power of gray school you know yeah. i have the power you yes. know, i remember i specifically remember doing that and getting really embarrassed because like i didn't think anybody was around i was like out in my grandpa's front yard and i jumped mm-hmm. on this ledge and i put up this fucking stick and it's like i have the power and these like we older, all did older kids were walking by and i like saw oh, them God, they dude. were looking at me like what the fuck you know they were like the cool like first or second graders or some shit i was like preschool not the first and second graders. i know dude and so i like fucking just like damn went and ran away but anyway uh they were toys first and they were actually um mattel's 
way of getting back because Mattel, I don't know if you knew this about the, to- the the company, the toy company, it was just as competitive. Like you know, we're talking about competition between between Mattel maker- yeah. and Hasbro. Yeah, and so oh, dude, and, okay, I got a story after this. And different ones, you know, and so that's the Star Wars thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So like Mattel passed up on it, you know, and yeah. they blew their fucking chance, and then they went with this other company, and so like they were just getting, you know, um, they were just getting beat out so they had to come up with something cool and then they ended up going with um they ended up going with masters of the universe they started you know designing masters of the universe and uh they came up with some fucking sick toys that kids could relate to and they had they were just winging it the whole time they were just fucking winging it and they um you know definitely like went into this other documentary about just about everything um but so that's what that that's that was the that documentary is about the... That's so it? that was the toys that made us. And then the one, the documentary I'm talking about was, I think it was just called Gray School. And it's basically about He-Man the from the beginning to end, you know, like its entire existence. And as I said, it started off with the toys. And then from the toys, they, you know, were creating basically these uh, cartoons from them. So they had all this art and they... I started off with the commercials. And the whole reason why I started talking about this was about how controlled um, television programming was for kids back then. There used to be a lot more restrictions on like what people could watch. And I guess they had decided, and by they, I do, don't quote me on who it was. I'm not exactly sure. But the people in charge were the ones saying that kids could watch certain things and not certain things. There had to be some sort of educational lesson, which is why you would hear in um, Masters of the Universe, you'll hear like a really cheesy like side thing where they'll break away and be like, all right, kids. Yeah. Skeletor's, you know, the reason why he's feeling sick is because he's not eating his vegetables. So be sure to eat your vegetables. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but it would be something stupid like that, you know, and that's what they were allowed to, to play and to teach, you know, uh, used to teach kids. So it had to be somewhat, uh, educational. And then they realized that they were using the cartoons in ads. And so that's what like, they were realizing how subliminally we, I mean, it's not really that subliminally, like how we were just so drawn into all of these things. And I mean, think about it. Like our parents never fucking had toys the way we had toys. Like kids today don't even have toys the way we had toys. They have like electronic gadgets and shit. We had so, I mean, they still have them around, but we had like, I was a toy fanatic. Like I fucking love toys and we had the best toys. Our era, like, you know, even at, fucking fast food so many fucking ninja turtles dude yeah at fast food restaurants you know like the back then the like batman like toys you get with your happy meal those were legit like the ones you get now it's like what the fuck is this literally chunk of plastic just painted like different colors like (laughs) what the fuck is this this is stupid i get it kids aren't really interested in that stuff anymore you know but like it was just something that's our era and so the masters of the universe thing i definitely recommend you go watch it still um oh i was just commenting the other day that i i you know, we got uh, YouTube TV. We were trying that out and trying out Hulu TV because football season's back. So we're just going, we're just cycling through all our email accounts and getting the free, uh, the free week trials and shit like that. So I've actually seen like full on commercials from live TV again for the first time in a while. And I am struck by how toy commercials have not changed at all. Right. They're the same, like they the look products like they could have came change. right out of the 90s. The products change, but the the, the style, the tacky style, to just yeah. get your attention. Just hey, like, hey kids, whoa, yeah, whoa, what's going whoa, on, bro? Like, no way. Or like a little, like, my little pony type song, you know, like like for girls, like, yay, like, do, 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 like all just All the boy commercials are just pictures of like little girls being like, ah, 
toilets are too scary. <laughs> Creepy crawlers. Like, Do you yeah. remember that shit? Oh, Creepy yeah. Creepy crawlers. Those were fucking cool. All kinds of choking hazards. Yeah. Fuck yeah, those are the best. Wait, you would actually put those no, down? No, I here? wouldn't actually fucking <laughs> put those <laughs> I mean, if they were choking on them, there's, there's, you know, they probably should be. That's called natural selection. Mm. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off on all these side tangents over here about toys and comics and... Uh, Actually, yeah. that's what this whole podcast episode well, was. I mean, yeah. This it's, is it's, the it's nerd kind of, episode. That's kind of essentially it. I'm going to refer back to my handy-dandy list that I came here uh, to talk about because, um, yeah, you know, that's just reminded me of some shit that I you know, can speak on, which is you're driving up to San Francisco. I just did that the other day in a fucking Penske rental truck to transport a dune buggy up there. And God, that was a fucking pain in the ass, man. Really? Yeah. Damn, yeah. should have rode the dune buggy instead. Just that's like, what <laughs> I wanted to do. I actually looked it up. And then I was like, oh no, that's uh, not street legal. I was like, fuck. Hey, really? Yeah. It's not. I always wondered that because there's certain cars that I see out there. And I'm like, how is that street legal? Unless it's not. And they're just like. They you're probably just going for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like life in it. Oh God, I love that. No, it was intense because I've never driven. Uh, I've never driven anything like really bigger than my car before. Which is, you know, a little four-door sedan, a oh, little okay. thing. And before that, my it's car was smaller. It's a very daunting experience your yeah, first time around. I, Especially parking lots in, in tight, like San Francisco? Fuck. In big hills? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, oh, going fuck. up the grapevine in a 16-foot Penske rental truck with a 4,000, like 3,000-pound cargo. I'm just like, all right, this is cool. Oh, and just the city, though. You know, yeah. the city itself, like, oh, I, I had to drive nightmare getting in and out and yeah. like getting that thing unloaded, like, because it's like, I had to go through an alley to like get to the place where it needed to go. And, oh, that was just, it was especially crazy, if man. you're not like really like technically trained to do that sort of thing, which is been my experience. Like my training was just fucking doing it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. they just like, my company's just like, Hey, like we need you to drive this truck. It's like, didn't even really ask, like, okay, will you drive? Yeah. But didn't really like ask, like, how do you like, not even the question of like, do you feel comfortable driving a 20 foot fucking truck with like, you know, no, you can't see in back of you. Like just, that's what you're taking to New Mexico. Go like, okay, cool. Jesus. You know, like, yeah. All right. I, it was, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, cause it kind of made me nervous as like everything was kind of piling up and getting, getting that crazy. But, uh, yeah, man, that shit was, uh, that shit was intense. Yeah. I, uh, probably would not recommend it to somebody as their first trip. Probably to, not. Yeah, go up there. Because no. it took me... Fuck, I left... Just because there's a bunch of shit that happened in between. But I left the house at 10.30. And I opened the door to my hotel room at midnight. So a good solid 14... Or 12 hours. Yeah, it was a good like 13 14 hours. 14 hours. Yeah, probably a day. Wow. And you took... Uh, you took the grapevine, you said. And you, you took it all the way through... Yeah, pretty side. much all the way through up to the... Okay. Something. Something. I don't know. I don't, never been a fan of that drive. Not yeah. trying to do it again anytime soon. Yeah, I'm going to be going up. I'm only going to go as far as Monterey. Hey, well, no, I thought about it. I was like, maybe I'll go to Santa Cruz, but who knows? Yeah. We'll see. You know, we'll see where the wind takes me. And speaking of which, it sounds like it's about that time. Is it about that for time? For me to get going, hitting the road. All right. Um, oh, yeah, you got to hit it if you're going to be to any of that traffic up there. I'm not trust gonna... me, I got stuck in the, you know, stop and start. All the way through the grapevine. So I was crawling through that thing like two miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Which is less It's going to be brutal. Yeah. Like, I'm just hoping to get as far out as, you know, the valley at least. 
before it really hits because i know i'm not if gonna you, get yeah past if you can that. get past la like you're probably you're pretty i'm much gonna hit traffic in the valley I'll, i probably won't get out of the valley till like at least like five <laughs> you know, like that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen but at least i'll have beat most of this 405 shit all the way up to there like um to the 101 all right. So, well, yeah. Well, anyways. Let's get it going. You let's get it thing. going. You know what? Uh, what else uh, do we have going on? Anything going on this week? Any Anything to tell anybody? Uh, no. Well, you know, I just got back from a good, a really good uh, rally yesterday with the um, with the HB Huddle, which is a good local group that is uh, very politically active and stuff like that. And we had uh, Harley Ruda, who I've talked about a lot on this show. Yeah. Uh, he was actually there, so he gave a big speech to the you know a few hundred of us that were at this rally uh, just down the street here in Huntington Beach. And then uh, also, you know, uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, hopefully, you know, for, uh, future Governor Gavin Newsom, who's running, who I think is expected to win, who I also heartily endorse with everything. And uh, he went out there and spoke, too, as well as other superstars in the uh, party, which, unless you're a huge nerd about politics, just like I am about comics and everything like that, uh, you know, Ted Lieu was out there as well. So it was a very cool experience. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are local, check out HB Huddle. And I will, of course, be talking way more about that as we get closer to the election, which is only like 50 days away. We've only got like three or four shows until then. So I'm about to start ramping this shit up a little bit ramp it up yes sir and you well you know just uh art in the park is going to be on the 30th of this month it's going to be last day same day as base waffles so we'll be able to do both of those be sure to check us out come by uh this theme is going to be signs we're going to be making signs uh the flyer has not been done yet because as you know i'm doing this all by that myself that is and it's ironic i like yeah, that the flyer the sign the for sign the sign because i haven't figured out the right design for the sign mm-hmm. you know but anyway that is going to be the theme so it's also a way for you to come and create something that you know you might be on your mind politically so you could take to mm-hmm. one of these rallies and that you can take to you know uh, a protest so uh, you know, get creative, have fun with it, and come out and let's make it together. So that's going to be on the thirtieth. Anything else? Otherwise, just uh, nothing else. Just follow me at Insta- on Instagram at Hoodrat Stuff with three Fs or Psychedelic Lions Den, Psychedelic underscore Lions underscore Den. And, and you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Phil Nobody Cares. Flip that around. Nobody Cares Phil on Instagram. And you guys better go ahead and follow this show. That is at Let It Bleedcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure you subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts, including and especially Spotify. That's mm-hmm. just such an easy one for people, especially people who don't know. So send that link to your, uh, you know, to your mailman, yeah. Bill. He only uses Spotify, which is weird. He refuses to learn new things. He's kind of set in his old ways. That's okay, though. That's Bill. That's kind of why we love him. So yeah. make sure you send Bill a link to this exact episode. Yes. Because now he knows, hey, we're, we're talking about him. So yeah, yeah. shout Bill? out to Bill. Woo, Shout out to Bill. Bill. What's up, Bill? All right, guys. I'm going to hit the road right now. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, let it bleed.